Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the podcast, The Algorithm. Just to set some expectations, this is a 40-minute stream of consciousness narration. Some threads are finished, other ones are not. Enjoy. So we put the mic on the coat. I have like a little clip-on microphone and we notice ourselves putting it on again and clicking the record button and falling into some uh, monologue. Episode three. Hmm. What we've noticed is like we're trying out, you could say, three forms of content right now on Instagram. Um, content A are, is Instagram stories. And primarily we're doing video kind of monologues on Instagram stories. Um, content B is like this collective art so we've only done this once but like post for a period of time this link where anyone can contribute and then we post the 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 you know the collective um after on instagram and content three is podcasts <laughs> and like why are we doing any of it we don't know and that's kind of the point of the podcast content it's like each of those pieces of content have their own level of um, their own intentions. Right? It's like the Instagram stories. Well, I guess we want to. I guess we well, we want to express ourselves. Often on a walk, we find ourselves in a thought space that we would love to engage people in, and so we're from that place. We're like wanting to engage, and that's cool. The place of the collective art. We're like, what's our, what's our, you know, our intent there what, what we want what we're we feel inspired by this idea of instagram or social media not being about any one individual in particular but about like the um, you know, emergent works that uh, could be created right and then the podcast is like it's changing it's in some ways it feels like the most intimate for sure um and here we're like trying to Well, of course, we're playing around a little bit, but today we want to be very introspective about what we feel our relationship to Instagram is and what our concerns are. And like we're using this time right now to sort of explore that. So with this said, one of our concerns that is going to come up in this podcast here is what we, what we think we're optimizing for with the first and second type of content. So the first content, Instagram stories. As we create more Instagram stories, what do we notice ourselves optimizing for? Truthfully, like what do we feel the algorithm is trying to encourage us to begin to optimize for? And the thing that we keep checking whenever we've posted a series of Instagram stories is what is the drop-off rate? Who makes it until the end? How many people make it until the end? And what we notice is this growing 
sense that what is important is to raise that drop-off rate, right? Like we have 47 people who watched the first video, at least, you know, went through it. Then 37, then 30, then 25, then 18, 18, 17, 17, 17, 17, 14. What did we say then? Why did it drop from 17 to 14? 14, 14, 13, 12, and then 10 stay by the end of the video, right? And like, of course, we understand why we would see this behavior, right? And it's like, of course, 47 won't make it through until the end. But in some way, the number of people that we were able to converse with, right, is um, uh, and our, 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 our success in connecting with people is directly measured by this drop-off rate. Right? At least seems to be. And like, sure, we could get into the nuances to whether it does or not. I don't know, but at least for now, our success in engaging someone through to the end is this drop-off rate. What we like about the podcast is that there isn't really a metric that we're watching. We have a app called Anchor that does tell us, tell us the number of plays, but they're very small right now, right? Only like four or five people are listening. So it's like, it seems much more intimate. It feels much more like I don't have this measure that I, like I'm, I'm, I'm juiced up to try to, to optimize for. We fear that like as we, our behavior begins to change based off of what the um, algorithm begins to encourage us to optimize for, right? Like, you know, um, what the algorithm cares about is me engaging with Instagram, right? Whether I'm like doing it in a neurotic way or rather whether I'm doing it in like this sort of free thinking, expansive way. Um, or whether I am posting, I don't know, pictures of my life and my lifestyle, right? Because I see that that generates likes. Every time I post a sunset, it's like, ooh, you know, a nice sunset, right? Like, I don't think Instagram really cares. I mean, uh, they care in as much as as uh, as, as there is engagement, right? So if, if me posting Instagram stories drives engagement, great. Um, But I don't think we're aligned. Like, I think, you know, an example of this, right? Like, I guess it seems self-evident that Instagram's machine learning model is not aligned with what we humanly all want. And like, perhaps even what we want our, our relationship to, to social media to be. I feel like that's self-evident. Um, and I guess, you know, we could do a poll perhaps to try to explore this. We could ask how many of you feel like you have the relationship to social media that you would like. And without defining that question, then yeah, sure, we might get answers that say, no, 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 I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's good. But we might get some slight indication of people being interested about a new type of social media, which I'm definitely not going to currently propose. I don't have that, right? But, um, you know, perhaps we would see that people's current engagement with social media is not what they want. Um, and do we feel powerless in that, right? I want to return to a theme here, right? The, 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 the idea that keeps coming back is like, 
what I think is really valuable about social media is that it connects us to many people, right? And people from our past who we would have otherwise completely lost and faded away. And there seems to be something unique about this, this moment when our community is much larger. Right? We can connect via our virtual connections with a lot more people, right? And the depth, of course, is with any one of them is lower. But we have more access points, right? It's so easy to connect with someone from your past if you're connected with them on Instagram. Literally a single DM will do, right? And a call if you're that bold, right? if you're so inclined, right? But it's like we're before, if if we were in a community, you know, let's say, let's go back, I don't know, 9,000 years. It's arbitrary. I don't know much about what happened 9,000 years ago, but let's go with it, right? 9,000 years ago, we're in a little community. And if our community ever got to this size, like we'd be, you know, we'd be physically distanced from each other. That's like, there, unless we, you know, it would be too dense for us to be all close to each other. So it'd just be a simple, simple, simple tap, right? The equivalent of a DM, right? It's like, no, you'd be physically separated from me. I'd have to go and walk. It costs energy, right? Whereas now it's not. I can literally find your profile in a matter of seconds and say, hey, what's up? How's it going? I think there's something unique about that. We can access a lot of people very easily, but the depth is very shallow. And the Instagram, the social media that inspires me is accessing a lot of people with a lot of depth. And... That doesn't mean every single person, for example, 47 people who watched the first Instagram story, they only to be met with that depth? Absolutely not. I'm not too, I'm not so childish. But the, can we engage more in a, perhaps a slightly different way? And propose ideas, right? Propose ideas. I mean, to me, the vision I have is like, of like a sort of, I don't know, mid-century um, uh, Parisian cafe where you'd have existentialists sitting, drinking coffee, while talking about how they're so existential. And you would have some philosophers pounding away, right? Not <laughs> but writing away, right? Uh, pounding their mind away, being... At, attacking or really approaching these questions. Think of like Simone de Beauvoir or Jean-Paul Sartre, right? Or Albert Camus, Merleau-Ponty. You know, these existentialists who would use the setting of a cafe to engage in fruitful (laughs) dialogue and conversation. And it's like, I think... I think more and more Instagram will be the cafe. Or at least maybe we don't give that much power to Instagram, but something virtual, a virtual community. And the examples that we have of virtual communities are, well, Instagram, Twitter, now Clubhouse, we have Facebook. Right? We have these like models for what virtual communities could be. And it's like, you know, the 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 name of the game in, you know, quote-unquote virtual communities um, for 
let's see, I don't know, Brad, I'm not a history, I'm not a, the name of the game, right, for the competition, the competitive landscape of TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, right, is like how quick they can bring a user to, let's say, 10,000 subscribers. And TikTok has done it fastest. I don't remember exactly what the, how long it took, but on average, right, the average TikTok user will reach 10,000 followers faster than any other platform. TikTok is the most recent one, right? That is the competitive landscape. That's the name of the game, that competitive landscape, right? What are we optimizing for with these virtual communities? How quickly you can gain an influence. It's like, if from, you know, my perspective, it's like, if, if how quickly uh, we can gain an influence um, to be, to share kind of meaningless ambient information and really feel no depth of connection with anyone. Like that seems, I don't know, I would, 50,000 people and I only had, and no one messaged me. There was no sort of engagement. It just sent, I was just shouting out into the void and I just get this little approval. Like that seems, I don't want that, but that's what is being optimized for, right? Perhaps the argument could be made that that could be like a, you know, perhaps the currency, the juice to the current system is how quickly one can, one a platform can bring a user to 10,000. That's, that's what they optimize for. And like, you know, secondary optimizations is like, are like depth. And like, yeah, perhaps if you have 50,000 people, you will do cross collabs with, you know, perhaps, perhaps, but I guess I'm not hopeful. I guess I'm not hopeful that like wholesomeness is really being optimized for in our virtual communities, although virtual communities are what we are going to be relying on more and more. Perhaps I'm stuck in a, you know, thinking that COVID is going to continue, but it's like, I'm in Canada. We, our lockdown just got extended. Like, I understand that the United States is having, you know, you know, vida la vida loca. Like, I'm with you. And I think it's awesome that the U.S. is, but truth, you know, I'm in Canada. Like, we're getting a vaccine rollout, but it's shitty for us. How is it in, you know, how is it in France? How is it in Spain? How is it in India? How is it in How is it in Brazil? How is it in Colombia? It's like, man, like COVID's still serious, right? All this to say, right? Virtual communities, I think, are we're gonna see more and more of them. But what are we optimizing for? And I don't think wholesomeness is really being optimized for. Sometimes streams of consciousness come to some what feels like an end, a sense of finality. And I like to think that. If they came to a sense of finality, that's because I was sitting in a context where my relationship with what was just said is a sense of finality. But that context could be moved as we kind of just moved. And now the, sen- the previous sense of finality has become the new subject of the content. Right? <clears throat> it's like if something can be recontextualized, it spurs further in- uh, inspiration. And like, I don't know, is the name of the game inspiration? It's like inspiration to what? I guess my feeling around inspiration is something wholesome, something like that gives you the sense that I, I really like Esther Perel. She's been a, she's been a real help um, to me in my, in, in my own personal life and to myself and my partner. And she talks about Eros, right? And when Jay and I read Esther Perel together, we like tap into this eros, this like vitality, 
that's like oh this is what we want right we want this like vibing this like sense of sense of mutual inspiration right and that expresses itself in a lot of creative and you know beautiful ways um so i guess is if our assessment is correct right that social media companies are not optimizing for wholesomeness is wholesomeness the is wholesome should wholesomeness be the goal we don't really know we'd like to see more of it for sure and what is wholesomeness like i would say something along the lines of mutual inspiration my my expression inspires your expression and my what feels to me like authentic expression however i may describe that feels like authentic you know elicits authentic expression in you whatever that is um Here's a sense of finality again. Yeah. Yeah. I think what we'll probably do is always add a little expectation setter at the beginning of our podcast. Be like, this is what this is going to be. It's going to be 30 minutes. It's going to be an hour of like streams of consciousness. And enjoy right um i think that would be helpful i think that'd be helpful yeah what could what could social media become when i think about you know my experience on social media i like find myself you know i arrive on instagram for example do I have any new messages? I'm getting a more as I post, but for the most part, no, right? I reply a little bit to them, right? And I feel really, you know, it's really awesome and wonderful to hear from people. Like, and, you know, if you want to send me a message and be like, hey, listen to your podcast and vibe with it, like, that'd be beautiful. And it makes me feel warm right? to know that there was some, something, something was sparked in you. You know, you felt, you felt somewhat inspired or you appreciated or something. Like, it, it means, it means a lot to me to hear that sort of unencumbered intention being expressed right so usually it'll come through like a like right a heart that's does not preserve your original intent it's like you could click that heart for that like button for so many different reasons but all i see is like my own association with the like button you have no way of sort of guiding nuance so anyways the message is very beautiful I arrive on Instagram and I head to the message thing to see if any messages are applied to those and I appreciate that. And I come back and I see posts. I just see like who, you know, who's the top of my post? Okay, it's this person, right? Cool. I see stories and it's like, cool. So like different, you know, sort of ways of interacting with the product, right? And I start going on to the, I start going on to the feed and I just start swiping down. And if I like something, I double tap it. Double tap. Yep, double tap. I wonder what they're doing. Interesting. Double tap. And we're like consuming this internet, right? We're just consuming this content. And it's like, we're creating this like ambient information, but you know, again, like what Instagram is trying to figure out, or Facebook is trying to figure out is like, what's going to keep you on this app longer. And like, are they, do they care about your own self-development? Like as long as it keeps you on their app, <laughs> right? You know, if, if, do they, 
you know, you, for example, let's say you're, you're, you know, you've, you looked up at the sky and you realize you want to be a cosmologist. You're like, how did the universe begin and how is it going to evolve? Man, and you go out to you know, a beautiful night, Friday night, wonderful. And you come inside and you're like, oh my gosh, the cosmos, how beautiful. I'd love to, yeah, I want to go study the cosmology. I go use the washroom. I got my phone. Oh, Instagram. Let me check Instagram. I go to the messages. Nothing here. I go to the content feed. Like, like, like. I wonder what they're up to. Like, hmm. Like, hmm. It's like, what about the cosmology? Does Instagram care? Is Instagram like a friendly AI that's like really, you know, sensing your thoughts so that it can help and support you? Like, no, right? Seems self-evident that Instagram is not aligned with what is, you know, important to you. And someone can make a case of like, well, if you're sitting on your phone, double tapping images, that's what's important to you. And so you're aligned. And it's like, okay, I guess, I guess, I guess our idea of what an aligned interest means, you know, is different. It's like, I don't think there is a singular, you know, interest in a human being. Of course there isn't. But I definitely think there are, like, we can, we can tell when we're, like, oriented towards the things that are meaningful to us and the things that aren't. And, like, I think most people would survey, you know, hey, when you're sitting on your toilet scrolling through Instagram, are you oriented towards that which you're really, was really meaningful to you? Like, on a, again, existential level? Like, Mm -hmm. I think most people say no. And it's like, so our problem arises. Again, we return, right? So the way that you connect with, quote unquote, the social community is via a medium that is trying to just keep you engaged. And it's, it, there's, you know, I think very little reason that it would, that, that platform that is mediating your relationship to your friends, your virtual friends, there's very little reason to think that it will align with what is humanly important to you. That feels, on some level, like a crisis. Not a, not necessarily a crisis, but a... a um, it's, is that the world that we want? Right? It's like, does that inspire you? For me, what inspires me is that I have connections to people that the, 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 the critical energy, I think about it from like a material science or like a, the activation energy, right? The, you know, is very low to, to connect with people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but what? Well, you have to go through all these hoops that are, that, you know, don't preserve that intent of yours, right? Even if I arrive on Instagram with this like intent to be, to let's make let's make a wholesome wholesome Insta, right? It, okay. Well, if I create content, right? If I create posts, it's like my posts are going to be when you see them, you know, recontextualized with all the other posts that you're seeing. Is my intent preserved? I don't know. And by the way, if you vibe with it, 
let's say it is preserved. Let's say you see, you know, someone's post and you're like, oh, they're going for wholesome IG. That sounds cool. I like, like there is, you know, unless you DM me, right? Like what are the, you know, but the, you know, the primary forms of interaction, that's a 95% of the way that one interacts with Insta, right? Is like through these like predetermined, very narrow interaction um, uh, uh, systems, right? A like, you know, a quick comment perhaps, right? You know, on different apps, you have different platforms, you have different uh, whatever, right? But, you know, if you vibe with whatever content that I post, it's like trying to, you know, hey, what about this? And you're like, yeah, I like it. Well, I, I don't see that you necessarily vibe with that intent, right? And it's like, is that by design? Is Instagram, is Facebook trying to oppress us and oppress? I don't, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Jaya, my lovely partner, made a wonderful comment here. She's like, do you really think the data engineers, she's a data scientist, right? She's like, and she works for a tech company. She says, do you think that we're like, trying to oppress people with the technology like it's on the contrary right they're trying to empower so they're also trying to make money right it's like a balance of the two sometimes those two are aligned and sometimes they're not right um but yeah i don't think the people who are maintaining the the, the product and the and the i don't know what you, you know the 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 you know the feedback elements of the product like the like button for example i don't think they intend to oppress and not preserve the intent of the person clicking the like button no i don't think that's the case but do i think that there is an incentive for them right now, given their level of power relative to us, do I think there's an incentive for them to uh, radically change the feedback so that it, you know, more intent is preserved in the, in the interaction between two people on their platform? I don't think so. I don't think so. And so it's like what we get from Instagram, right? What we get from these social media is, you know, we like get to see people from our past. It's really beautiful, right? Very few humans, I think, have this opportunity. But it comes at a cost. It's mediated by, you know, it it, Facebook would say, well, it requires our technology and our technology is only profitable if we encourage and therefore like almost instruct you two to engage in a very specific way. Like their content and move on, move to the next person, consume the content. Be a be a content grazer, because by you content by you just being like a cow in the pasture field, just grazing and taking you know and taking whatever right. That's what makes us money. You know, and it's like, but what if that cow wants to have like, you know, if if it if it's the grazing, I don't know. Maybe we think that like the ex- this is you know the excretion of the cow is what is valuable to the farmer, for example, right? They, they only use cow fertilizer. And so it's like the time that the cow is grazing is productive. That's going to be you know, digested and turned into some excretion that they can use. But the minute the cow stops grazing, mm, no more money there. The cow goes to you know, a few other cows and is like, hey guys, let's, let's have a little party here. Let's hang out. Let's jump around. Let's have some fun, right? Uh, is the you know, is the farmer going to be happy? They're like, man, you're, you're, you know, you're parting on, on your pay during your pay hours, right? It's like, okay, if the cows, if the cows kept parting, right, despite the farm being, or, you know, the, I don't know, parting is a weird example, but I don't know, cows, I don't know, snuggling one another, right? They don't want to eat, 
know, they don't want to create the productive, the, you know, the productive output, right? They, it's, and it's just they, they, they want to show love to their fellow laborers, right? <laughs> right? Um, if they have enough power, right, then, okay, the farmer will have to adapt, right? The farmer's way of creating economic value will have to adapt to the desires of the cows that want to snuggle, Right? Maybe they create a new revenue stream, right? So it's like, well, the cows still have to eat. Of course they do. So okay, we you know we keep using it. we keep you know taking the manure, but because they're snuggling a lot more, they're not producing as much manure as before. Okay, either we have to be content with this level of um, of uh, you know cash flow, or let's create a new revenue stream. I don't know. Maybe maybe we you know start a little petting zoo with the cows, and little kids can come by and snuggle with the cows, and the kids' parents pay a little bit. Okay, a minor revenue stream. And perhaps that preserves a little bit of the intent of the cows. They're somewhat aligned then, right? <clears throat> if the cows, the snuggling cows have sufficient power, then okay. But it's like, you know, the, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a chip getting, you know, deeper and deeper implanted inside the cow's brain. It's like the cow is like grazing. There is an intent. There is that intent to, you know, snuggle. It looks over and it sees another grazer and it's like, hey, let's snuggle. And, you know, there is a greener piece of grass that's shown. Let's imagine it's a simulation. Let's go with it, right? The simulation renders a greener piece of grass. Starts grazing on that grass. And then the intent shows up again to snuggle the cow to the, you know, one of their fellow laborers. And now, you know, the grass is, the grass is as green as it could be. It tastes, there's, there's like a, there's, there's a freshness on it. Like the morning dew, it, like it has some flavor to it. Mmm, you know, okay. And just continue to consume, right? And then, you know, now it's back to dry grass. It's like continue to, you know, the, that's, that chip gets deeper and deeper, right? So there's this, you know, it's scary because the, you know, the models that are being used, these like neural networks are designed to represent the brain, to like the, you know, the connections and flow of information is supposed to be, you know, uh, a mapping of the brain, a representation of the brain. Is it perfect? Of course it's not. Of course it's not, but it's like, it gets better. It continues to get better. It continues to get closer, right? And the closer it is, you know, the closer it's able to sort of mechanistically break down, you know, right now, the neural network is working with, you know, cows that are still kind of self-aware. That that chip is like, there's the brain of the cow probably still has like, it has some power, right? The, the chip hasn't understood it fully to be able to poke it reliably so that it always gets what it wants right the, the, the chip is not always able to render the same piece of you know to reliably render a piece of grass that it knows with a certain level of certainty within a certain confidence interval that the cow will not snuggle that it will turn to the grass it's not that it's close right i mean you know it's getting better at that right um but it's not there yet but we can imagine that you know, as more and more time goes on, right, the, 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 
the, the reliability of those interventions, if we will call them. The cow seems to be moving off of the productive labor, right? And it's getting more and more, the chip is getting better and better at intervening in an, intervening to redirect the attention. I think like there's there's a, a few to conclude on this note here. There's like a few sort of ideas of decay that make my heart really sing and sad too. Um, so one of them is the you know, the fact that galaxies are receding away from us, and once it once it, you know a um, at a certain point right the galaxy will recede faster away from us than the speed of light and so any light that's emitted from that receding galaxy will never reach us right this the space that it needs to cross is too large and the space is expanding too quickly for the speed of the light being emitted from that galaxy to overcome and so you know tens and tens of billions of years into the future, you know, you may have an organism, something like a human, somewhere in the Milky Way galaxy, looking out and all they'll see is blackness. Right? The, the cosmic um, microwave background radiation will also not be visible to them. So they won't be able to deduce the origins of the universe. At least to the same, at least with the same method, at the very least, right? And at least with the same methods, right? Um, they won't be able to detect that there are other galaxies, and they'll conclude that they're the only galaxy, that they're an, they're an island. And it will be, what will that world bring? What will be the framing that they will have? Two trillion galaxies, right? And they'll be aware of only one. You know, imagine like if we figured out that there were sentient conscious, uh, sentient beings scattered everywhere in the universe, essentially, right? Look around every single star. There is another, you know, another, you know, another species, another, another, you know, life form that is let's say covering or covered the same ground that we've covered, right? Or will cover, right? Somewhere in the vicinity of our level of sentience. Like, what would that do? And like, in some way, that's what, you know, it's, okay, it's not life forms, it's galaxies. And so, it's number one, that appeal to the heart. And the second one is the statistic with how much time you have left with your parents once you leave for college, right? And so it goes that, you know, for most people, when they leave for university, if that's their life path at 18, they've already spent 93% of the time they'll ever get with their parents. It's like, you know,
It's like receding away, right? The receding of possibility. And the receding of possibility shows up in our own lives, right? It's like the time for possibility uh, decreases as we approach death. And every day we're getting closer to that point. It's another receding, right? It's this recession. And like life is recession. And what does it recess into? Well, maybe it just recesses from where we were, where we thought we were. We thought we were statically, you know, amongst two trillion galaxies. No, we'll recede away from that. We thought statically our parents were always going to be around. No, they won't. We statically thought that our life was always going to, you know, was going to be eternal. No, we learned that's not the case. And so with that, like, poetic, perhaps, like, heartfelt appeal there, and taking that and let's translate it over to Instagram, right? It's like if we take this cow on this pasture and this chip that's been implanted, that every every moment it's getting, it's getting better, right? It's like the time to for that cow to snuggle the other cows is becoming less and less, right? The activation energy to overcome the interventions from these social media companies right, is getting higher and higher. Not zero. We're not close. It's like how we want a, we want I think human connection. I know I want one. Yeah, I know I want community. I know I know I know I want that type of a, you know, existence, right? Deep human connection, deep life connections. I go into the forest and I love being with birds and squirrels and, you know, connection with life. But humans are beautiful and you know i love you guys i'm one of you guys right um and we realize that the internet is here to stay (laughs) of course it is what are the virtual communities that we want and what qualities what qualities (laughs) do we want those virtual communities to be imbued with so with all this said I really thank you for making it here if you did make it here and again you know we see this as perhaps the most intimate piece of content that we're creating where we're not so shy to express and kind of go on a lengthy stream of consciousness exploration in many ways we feel like we're starting to understand like why we're calling the podcast the algorithm and like at first we were being comical about it and like we still are, you know, there's a part of us that is still being, you know, is being funny and light hearted about it. Um, but we also feel like in this episode today, we're like, oh shit, there's like another place from which we're looking at this where, and the algorithm seems to be a very appropriate sort of theme at the very least. You know, I feel like I'm a cow amongst cows and grazing is the valuable product that we produce or rather the valuable action that leads to the production of the valuable product and like i don't i didn't know that in order to have friends i had to graze you know it's like i have to have friends virtually 
on the world we live in. I didn't realize that that was going to come with me getting a freaking chip installed. Maybe that resonates. Maybe it doesn't. And whatever it is, DM me any thoughts, any feelings. Um, if things, just a final note here, right, is if you ever feel inspired, right, I encourage you to write it down and, like, let it continue to inspire you and generate the thoughts that come up in your world and share them with me, right? It's like mutual inspiration, mutual inspiration, my friend. I wish you a wonderful weekend ahead and thank you.